It's time for another Smack Talk Live. Tony Colombo, Dennis Farrell. Tony, this is my Christmas. This is my World Series. This is my Super Bowl. I love the Royal Rumble more than I love WrestleMania, more than I love SummerSlam, more than I love any pay-per-view ever. The Royal Rumble is my all-time favorite, so this tends... I'm geeking out, Tony. I'm geeking out. Yeah, I I agree with you, I think. It's Royal Rumble week, and uh, this tends has to... The Royal Rumble and our favorite performers in the history of all of the great Royal Rumbles and some bad Royal Rumbles. But uh, I look forward, I'm like you, I, I don't look forward to any uh, match or pay-per-view that I more than I look forward to the Royal Rumble. WrestleMania is probably a close second, but just there's just something about the Royal Rumble it's so unique. It's so cool. Even the bad ones have their moments of surprise entries. And, you know, just it's just the one event all year that you have a hard time taking your eyes off of. So, um, like I said, this episode of the Tens, which is our countdown show, we decided to, in honor of it being Russell, uh, Royal Rumble week, we decided to countdown our favorite performers in the history of the Royal Rumble. So why don't you go ahead and get us started? Back in 1998, for my number 10, was a man named Mick Foley, who entered the Royal mm. Rumble an unprecedented three times. How, you may ask? <laughs> he went in as Mankind, he went in as Cactus Jack, and he went in as Dude Love. Now, he didn't win it, and it was a subpar uh, showing for him, but it was still awesome to see Mick Foley in one Royal Rumble for three times. That's my number 10. I love it. Great pick. My number 10 is Jerry the King Lawler. Mm. Now, I know you're thinking, what? Jerry the King Lawler? Jerry the King Lawler introduced two uh, tactics in the Royal Rumble that have since been used, but not, but never better. And for that, because he was so innovative, um, I felt like he needed to be on here. 96, if you remember that one, that's the one where he was in the match pretty early and just simply climbed underneath the ring. Oh, and stayed yeah. underneath the ring for forever. As people came and went, he he hid under the ring forever. And uh, it, I think it was Shawn Michaels. I think that was one of the years that Shawn Michaels won. And Shawn Michaels eventually remembered that the king was underneath there and drug him out from underneath the ring to get him back in, and eventually, um, you know, he got eliminated. But hilarious. The other people have hit under the ring, but never as long as the king. And if I'm not mistaken, he's also the first person to ever be calling the match and have his music hit and stand up and walk from the announce table into the match. So 
very cool. So that's why I put Jerry the King Lawler on there at number 10. My number nine, Kofi Kingston. And it's not mm. one time, one thing. Kofi over the years has been kind of innovative where he used a chair in his hands. And even Big E a couple years ago, he used, you know, sat on his shoulders to scave being eliminated. So being innovative, as you picked Jerry to clean King Lawler, Kofi Kingston for me is my number nine favorite Royal Rumble performer. Not going to get any argument from me on that one. My number nine is the Demon Kane. That de- that damn Demon Kane. <laughs> There's a new demon in town these days, but the old demon, uh, the big red machine, Kane, um, not for any one thing or any one rumble or any one performance. In fact, I... As good as Kane is in the Royal Rumble, I can't. There's he doesn't really have any standout moment, but his cumulative body of work cannot be denied. He has the most eliminations of all time with 44 um, total eliminations in Rumble history. He also has the most appearances of all time. He's been in 19 different Royal Rumbles. He'll probably be in this one for number 20. Um, you have to add up for that 19. You have to add up actually Kane, Fake Diesel, and Isaac Yankum to get to that number 19. But Glenn Jacobs, the man who is Kane, has been in 19 Royal Rumbles. So that's why he's my number nine. My number eight now? <laughs> I totally mm-hmm. forgot there. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the first Royal Rumble yes. champion back in 1998. And, you know, my first incarnate of my list, Jim Duggan was not on there. And then I sat back and said, how do you leave the first winner off of it? And to me, Hacksaw is kind of an average superstar. I think he was the bottom rung of superstars. Uh, Legend, yes, but this was one of those shiny moments in Jim Duggan's career where he's got to be on my list. Yeah, if anybody ever says, what did... Hacksaw Jim Duggan ever do? At least you can say, well, he won the first Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So he does have that going for him. That's a good one. I like that. My number eight. The bear. We remind people that Dennis and I do not go over these lists together in any way before we make them. Mm-hmm. So, as will always happen, we'll have the same person on there and usually in different spots um and so that happens for the first time now with my number eight which was mick foley for all the reasons you stated earlier his performance in 96 that you talked to max jack mankind and dude love was awesome great moment very cool um thing to do very unique uh he also started that match uh, with Chainsaw Charlie, uh, Terry Funk, of course, and they went all hardcore on each other, which was an awesome spot. People don't remember that. They just beat the snot out of each other with chairs and, and weapons for the first couple minutes. And then as people would come in, they would double team them and throw them out. And then go back at each other, hardcore style, until The Rock came out. They weren't able to eliminate him. But 
they did go all hardcore on the rock, including putting a trash can over his head and arms and smacking him around like a tennis ball with chairs, which was great. And like you said, he didn't last all that long as any of those characters in that one. But I think the year before in 95, I know in one of them and there in the mid 90s, mankind, him as mankind had a really long, had a really strong. Mm -hmm. Mick Foley is my number eight. My number seven. He's been in eight Royal Rumbles. He's done 15 challengers. He spent close to three hours in the ring total. Y2J, Y2J, Chris Jericho. Nice. And I, and probably my favorite out of all of his Royal Rumble appearances would be probably be 2013 when he came back. That had to have been one of the biggest reactions I've ever seen out of a Chris Jarrett. And even, what, last year or the year before, he survived pretty long. This is a guy that just, I would like to see him win a Royal Rumble before he retires. And one of the favorites to win this year's Royal Rumble. Which, by the way, we should remind people that coming up in just a couple days as we continue this Royal Rumble week, Dennis and I will have our picks for who we think is going to win the Royal Rumble. Um, I think we're each going to take uh, a handful of guys, and we're not going to in sort of a draft style. So that's going to be fun. Where we're not allowed to pick the same person. Right. So that'll be a lot of fun, um, and we'll sort of preview everything with the Royal Rumble this year uh, in a couple of days. So keep your eyes on uh, wherever you are listening to this at, and uh, look for the next Smack Talk Live because we're going to be doing that. My number seven is that where we're at. Mm-hmm. My number seven is the first female to ever enter the Royal Rumble, the only female to ever be in multiple Royal Rumbles, and that is the ninth wonder of the world, China. She uh, debuted, she she made her uh, first appearance in the Royal Rumble in 1999, first woman to ever do that, immediately eliminated Mark Henry in that Royal Rumble, and then she was again in the next year's Royal Rumble in 2000. The other two women, just for trivia purposes, that have been in the Royal Rumble are Beth Phoenix and uh, Karma, Awesome Kong, Karma oh, in the WWE. I didn't know that. But, uh, yeah, China, I think, definitely deserving of a spot on this list. So she's my number seven. My number six, with ten appearances, he's made it to the final four three times. He's tossed over 25 superstars and should have won it if it wasn't for The Rock, The Big Show. Mm. Yes. <laughs> my, my favorite thing about The Big Show is every year in the Royal Rumble, the announcers say, how are you going to eliminate The Big Show? And every year, The Big Show gets eliminated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they act like it's impossible to do, and then it gets done. Mm-hmm. But definitely worthy of being on the list. My number uh, six is another repeat, Kofi Kingston. Nice. I put him a little bit higher on my list than you put him on yours, um, but for all the same reasons. The acrobats, uh, the acrobatics, the memorable spots, um, the ones I wrote down here, walking on his hands, jumping from the barricade to the ring, um, hopping with JBL's chair. 
Mm-hmm. When he takes JBL's chair from him and uses that to sort of pogo stick himself back in the ring. And then my favorite, I can't remember what year this was, but I think it was Cesaro that was eliminating him over the ring post, over the corner of the ring. And he lands with his his feet on the bottom step of the that. steel stairs. And he falls all the way to his back. And he's laying down, but his feet are still on the bottom step. I, I remember watching that one live. I'm pretty sure I watched that one live. Um, if I didn't watch it live, I didn't realize. I, I know that whenever I saw it, I didn't know that that the spot was coming. So it took me by surprise, and it blew me away. That that particular spot. I Go look at it if you, if you uh, don't remember it or you haven't seen it. It just the athleticism was incredible on that one. So that's why I put Kofi Kingston a little bit higher than you did. Uh, Dennis Farrell, you're number five, I believe. My number five should be number one. I will I will admit that. Okay. And, All right. I like it. And this is the first list I put this superstar on. But I could not put him at number one because it's too obvious. And not anybody has done more with Royal Rumble victories than Stone Cold Steve Austin, which led to two mm. WrestleMania championships of three Royal Rumble victories at my number five, which should be number one. And I will admit it, but I'm not going to give him the number one spot because I think there's more deserving Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, that's not the... That's not the last time we'll hear the name Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, my number five. So it didn't. I didn't do this on purpose, but when I wrote everything down and I wrote my guys down and then I, you know, uh, whittled it down to ten, there were five names that hadn't. Five names on my list that had never won, and five names that had won. So. We're through the five to my top five now. So from here on out, every one of my picks has won at least one Royal Rumble. Um, I've, I decided mm. since it worked out evenly like that, I thought, okay, well, because um, I have such a hard time ever ranking these guys. So I thought, well, I'll tell you what, I'll do the five that hadn't won in the lower half and then the five winners in the top half. So actually my number five would have probably been a little bit lower on this list, my list, had I not decided to to put the list together like the way I just explained, um, only because he doesn't have any memorable huge moment. But anytime this guy walks in the ring, it's a spectacle, and you can't take your eyes off of him. So my number five is The Undertaker. Um, mm. One one win. In 2007, um, again, I don't have any big Undertaker stats or moments, but it's the freaking Undertaker. He's super cool. When when I think of the Undertaker in the Royal Rumble, believe it or not, it's when Maven, the kid from Tough Enough, drop-kicked him and eliminated him during his American Badass stage, um, which was super cool and goes to show you how cool the Undertaker is that he lets a rookie eliminate him um in the royal rebels so uh that's actually the only thing that i really think of when i think of uh, the undertaker except for him obviously winning in 2007 
But because he's the Undertaker, he's my number five. My number four, uh, it was just based on the entrance, based on the pop that he got. That's, that's solely it. He had a strong Royal Rumble showing, but did not end up being the champion or of the Royal Rumble or the winner. AJ Styles. When his music, <clears throat> when that music hit, everybody was like, "Who is?" And it was like number three, I believe it was. If I if I remember, yeah, yep, it he was, was number three last year. Yep, we're all wondering who it was, and then that gospel music hits, and it was cool. And then here he is with the thing, and he pops up, and the the, the crowd just goes nuts. To me, I got goosebumps, and I loved it. And and that is deserving that moment right there. Of you never know. Who's going to show up at the Royal Rumble? That moment right there. Put him on the list for, for number four. I like it. I marked out. I, I definitely marked out when when I realized who it was. So you get no argument from me. My number four. Um, I, I'm going to make a prediction here. I, I'm going to say my number four is your number one. But time will tell. My number four... And the only reason he's not higher than four is because he only won one Royal Rumble. Um, but it was arguably the best Royal Rumble of all time. And that was the 93 Royal Rumble. So my number four is Ric Flair. Mm. And like I say, the number, the, the, uh, he only won one Royal Rumble in 93, but the entire Rumble was about him the whole story start to finish in that match was about rick flair who entered at number three won the whole thing bobby the brain heenan on uh, on commentary just helped make the whole thing but the whole story and it was a good story was about rick flair so he's got to be on the list so he's my number four that's that's cool my number three uh, it was a tough one, but I had to give it to two guys. Do you okay. Know, do you know where I'm going rule, with this? Rule breaker? No, I don't. Go ahead. In 1994, there were co-champions. Oh, yeah. Lex yes. Luger, and that's right, Brett the Hitman Hart. And I nice. Could, and I and and to me, at the end, where they shake each other's hand, it was it was a awesome Royal Rumble, and that performance, to me, right there. I couldn't put one over the other or, or leave that performance off this list. It was it, it was what it was all about. Number three. I love it. That's a good one. And you know what's amazing about that spot? People should go back and look at it. Is the, how the two of them were able to literally hit the ground at the exact same time. Because they would go back and show the replay and they, they, like, literally hit the ground at the same time. And if they hadn't, the WWE just wouldn't have showed the replay over and over again. But once they realized how perfect it was, which is impressive as all hell, to do that, um, it's, a, it's a great one. It's a great moment. It's a great moment. And, of course, later on when it was, who was it, Cena and Batista? Yes. Who was the? Yep. Was it? Yeah. And which wasn't. Now, Luger Hart was supposed to happen. Cena Batista wasn't. And when they landed out together and McMahon 
flipped out and ripped his quads and all that. So they're both worth going back and looking at. Uh, my number three, now we're getting down to like this, the superstars. My number three is Sean Michaels. Uh, the winner of 95 and 96, uh, one of only six men to win more than one rumble. He has the second most eliminations ever behind, of course, Kane, who I mentioned earlier, he's eliminated. 39 men from Royal Rumbles. Um, he has the second most appearances ever, again, behind Kane. Um, he had uh, 12 uh, total. He's, he's been in a total of 12 Royal Rumbles. And uh, he is third in cumulative time spent in the Royal Rumble. So only two other superstars have ever have been in uh, the ring all told in Royal Rumble history, and those two guys that were in there longer than him were uh, number one is Triple H, and number two is Chris Jericho, who mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier. But I mean, just those stats just are amazing. Um, and of course, he's one of the greatest performers ever. So Shawn Michaels uh, clocks in at number three for me. My number two, and I'm going to admit, my, my, my two and my number one were. Based off one real performance, and it was amazing to me uh, because yeah. they did not run and hide. They stood and fought. But my number two is the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, who was one of only a handful of people to come in at number one, stay for 45 minutes, and be the last guy eliminated by the big John yeah. stud. To, but if you watch the million-dollar man, he never once hid he, he stood and fought the whole time. It was all effort. Nowadays, you get a guy that stays in the Royal Rumble for 30 minutes, and he's hiding or rolls out the ring for 10 to 15 minutes. Not the million-dollar man. To me, that earned him the number two based off effort. Yep, I love it. Good call. You are a huge million-dollar man fan. I am. And, and <laughs> I know you are. And uh, there's probably nobody... Ted DiBiase has to be the ultimate runner-up in the history of wrestling, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. he's he's never been the champion. He's never won a Royal Rumble, but he's been the number one contender. He's been in every huge match you can be in. Big storylines. He's been the runner-up. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Big storylines. Yeah, huge storylines, but never the ultimate victor in any of them. But, mm. but it just goes to what a prove what a, uh, an amazing performer he is, what a perfect foil he was for so many people. Uh, my number two is, that, and this is, this is purely, this is, this is an eye roller for everybody. Everybody's going to groan at this one. Purely childhood memories. My number two is the immortal Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, one in 90 and 91 back-to-back -back rumbles again along just like Shawn Michaels one of only six men to win more than once uh the two runners up in his in his Royal Rumble wins the guys that he threw out Earthquake and Mr. Perfect mm. so that's just awesome right there um and then I I talked in one of our earlier podcasts um 
in 91, of course, we were at war uh, with Iraq, and uh, that was a big thing, and there were all these signs in the audience that, you know, uh, you, that was, you know, God bless our troops and all that. And so after he won, it was total cheese ball, you know, grab the American flag and hold up all these signs. Like one of the signs I remember said, slaughter and Saddam must fall. Mm. And, and here's Hogan pointing at the sign, just won the Royal Rumble, point wagging the finger at the sign. And then, of course, somebody in the crowd's waving a big American flag, and Hogan starts pointing at it, and Gorilla Monsoon starts screaming out, Hogan sees old glory! Hogan sees old glory! And Hogan grabs it from the guy in the crowd and starts waving it into the ring, and Gorilla says, Hogan with old glory! <laughs> and it just total cheese but god it was so for me as a kid uh it just it was so memorable and as much as i have uh heard terrible stories about hulk hogan's career and some of the things he did to people um those memories just cannot be tarnished so total childhood homer pick to put hulk hogan at number two here we go baby Number one, who you got? My number one was on your list already. He's coming mm -hmm. down. You gave him glowing reviews, but to me, it was the first pay-per-view I ever bought. It was the Royal Rumble. It, he, it was phenomenal because just like uh, the Million Dollar Man, my number one never once ran and hid he fought the whole Royal Rumble, even when he entered at number three in 1992. We're talking about the dirtiest player in the game. We're talking about the nature boy, Ric Flair, where, as you said, that whole paper, that whole Royal Rumble was based around him. And the way the weasel sold it was phenomenal. But Ric Flair, to me, did not hide. He fought the whole Royal Rumble. He broke the Royal Rumble, you know, being in it the longest during that. And it was just, he, he was on empty, but he kept going the whole time. And that earned respect for me. I called it. Yep. I called it. I knew it. That's great. I can't argue with anything. I mean, obviously he's on my list too, so. Uh, that is a that is an absolute great one. I, I can um, only and, guess what your number one is. Well, you probably I, I bet you can go ahead and guess. I think you're going to go with The Rock. I am not going to go with The Rock. Wow. I am going to go with the guy who you said should be number one. Stone Cold. There you go. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the only guy in history to win three Royal Rumbles. Uh, he's got some, he's got some pretty awesome stats too that, I mean, obviously being the guy who won three, the only person to win three rumbles is already, um, a huge deal, but, um, he also has the third most eliminations ever behind Shawn Michaels and Kane, uh, Stone Cold eliminated 36 people in total, um, 
He has the third most eliminations in a single Royal Rumble when he eliminated 10 wrestlers in 97, which was his first win, which we've talked about this before, too. In 1997, Stone Cold was not really anybody. He was just he was sort of like a upper mid card heel that nobody really reacted to or cared about all that much. I think that was the year he won the King of the Ring. So he was just sort of starting to be stone cold Steve Austin. But when he entered that match, nobody cared one way or another. Wasn't a whole lot of cheers, wasn't a whole lot of boos. Um, But he dominated that 97 uh, match, and he won it in very heel fashion. He actually got eliminated, but the refs weren't, the referees didn't see it, and he got back in and eliminated Bret Hart to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so very, very heel fashion. Um, that was also those that ten guy that 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 record of of getting ten or the third most ever getting ten out in one rumble. If you remember, he was uh, he was in there by himself at one point. A guy would come in, he'd fight him, throw him out, and then sit and rest. And then another guy would come in, he'd fight him, throw him out, and then sit and rest. I mean, he was just dominating there for a while. So um, that's why I put him. That's why I put him at number one on the list. No rock no. out of either one of us. No, isn't that crazy? As great yeah. as the Rock has been, I, I don't think of the Rock's Royal Rumble performances when I think. I of don't the either. Rock. Yeah, I don't either. And I am glad, so glad that you put on the big show and Chris Jericho, because those are two guys that, um, that I considered putting on Jericho. Jericho was probably like 11 for me. Like he just missed the cut. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, interesting. No rock from either one of us and no triple H from, from either one of us. And triple H has spent the most minutes in the Royal rumble, uh, which is interesting. So. Yeah, yeah, I had trouble putting Triple H on because to me, and this might just be, you know, he's a victim of a short memory. But every time I think of Triple H, I just always think of him popping in at number 30 or 29, 28 yeah. or 27. I, I just, I could never picture or remember Triple H coming in at, you know, one, two or three. I, I really right. respect those guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great point. It's a great point. All right. So, uh, I just want to remind everybody one more time that we will, in just a couple of days or depending on when you're listening to this, uh, we, this week, we will be doing our full on Royal Rumble 2017 preview show. Dennis and I will be making our picks, um, for that rumble. And we'll do our uh, weekly review. We'll kind of get through that quickly so we can get into the stuff about previewing the Royal Rumble. So be listening for that very soon. My name is Tony Colombo. You can follow me on Twitter at TonyColombo971. Don't forget about the website, 971talk.com slash Colombo, 971talk.com slash Colombo. That is where you can listen to every single episode of this podcast, Smack Talk Live. We greatly appreciate you joining us as always just two guys talking wrestling and anybody who wants to come along with us we certainly appreciate and my partner dennis farrell tell them how else they can uh, follow along with the podcast and how they can follow you 
Facebook, head over to the Facebook fan page. It's just starting, just growing. So uh, be on the bottom floor of that. You definitely want to go to iTunes and Stitcher if you want to take the podcast with you. You can listen to it on the go. Go there, search for Smack Talk Live. You can also search for Tony Colombo or Dennis Farrell on iTunes, and it'll probably pop up there. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dennis77Farrell, or if you're a Facebooker, I know Tony is an elitist and he hates Facebook and he doesn't probably like people on Facebook, but I like you guys. <laughs> so you can, you can, <laughs> you like that, Tony? <laughs> I do. I love Facebook. Yeah. I just am, I just am a Twitter guy, Yeah. but I like Facebook too. <laughs> uh, you can, you can follow me on Facebook. Tony doesn't have a public Facebook page, so you, you know. If you send him a message, he might send you a picture of him flipping you the bird and saying, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to do any of that. But it's it's his private page, so don't friend him. Yeah. But you can friend if me. If you because, can find me. Yeah. yeah. If you can find me in the first place, it'd be tough. I, I'll help <laughs> you guys. I know exactly where to find him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. It's Mac Talk Live, as Tony said. The Royal Rumble week. We both are geeked out. We're going to bring you one hell of a pay-per-view preview this week. So... Stay tuned for that. Tony, I'll see you in a few minutes. Can't wait. Thanks, Dennis. We'll talk to you all real soon. Thanks, everybody.